0: I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi family, thank you for tuning in from all around the world for today's Amazing episode of Live Your Best Life with me, Liz Wright. And when we were praying for today's show, I really felt Holy Spirit powerfully um, about this being a a reset moment for many of you around the world. Just a shift in your internal understanding of the way that Jesus wants us to, and has empowered us now to be able to live. So. I'm so excited. You are going, this is a life-changing conversation. It really is with my very special guest who's joining me today, who is a publisher for Destiny Image. He is um, a preacher, a, a prophetic preacher. He's a revival teacher, and he's now brought out an amazing book called Pentecostal Fire that. Uh, is being heralded as one of the most important books of our time. The message is seriously powerful and seriously needed for all of us right now. It is my joy to welcome into the the conversation with me today, Larry Sparks. Larry, welcome.
1: Oh, Liz, thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, it's, it's just a privilege. It's a joy. Okay, so Larry, I want to do a deep dive. Um, And I wanted to ask you if we can begin the conversation by you just sharing with us what happened to you when you had the life changing moment where you experienced Holy Spirit and he put into you this passion that you carry now and the message that you obviously are stewarding at this time, this critical time.
1: Well, usually I start at that encounter. But as you're talking about that, Liz, I was thinking about 1999, July of 1999, when I was 16 year old kid. I had been brought up in a level of religion. I had a lot of fundamentalist Christianity. It was good, but basically I wanted enough of Jesus to go to heaven and not miss the rapture. That's about all I wanted up till that point. But uh, I remember in 1999, July, Holy Spirit sovereignly awakened a hunger inside of me to go to church. I would actually have my father drive me to church. He wasn't a believer, but he would drive me to church dropped me off and picked me up when it was done. When I learned how to drive myself, I drove down to this church where I heard things were happening. Now, I wish I could tell you that things were miracles, signs, and wonders. But at that time, it was contemporary praise and worship with guitars and drums and all of that. And that was just outlandish. So I, I went, and to make a long story short, one evening in roughly July, August, 1999, Holy Spirit touched me. I believe even right now, for some of you who are watching and listening, he's touching you. I don't understand it, Liz, sometimes, but when we share, wow, and release the testimony of what he's done, it releases him to do it again. Um, And I'm just
0: speaking. Mm -hmm. Yes,
1: yes. And I'm even thinking right now, I was standing there, not going after God, but the Holy Spirit was awakening something inside of me. Uh, to be there in that atmosphere of worship. And I remember feeling fire in my chest and the electricity in my hands. I didn't fall down. I didn't shake. I didn't have that. Believe me, I've done my fair share of that since then. But in that moment, that's all I needed. And it affirmed to me that the God that I've been taught about, he's real, he's alive. Jesus is not out there somewhere, a concept or an idea. He's a real God who tears open the heavens. He comes down. Touches people. And from that point onward, really until last year, it was March of 2021, that's been my great quest. I I haven't really had, though, the language. I'm grateful for people like Bill Johnson, who've taught about hosting the presence. I'm grateful for people like Darlene Check out of Australia, who through worship has hosted the presence of the Holy Spirit. Those people became mentors to me from afar. But it was last year, it was March of 2021 that i went to this church in arizona fresh start church and uh, they called me up on stage they prayed for me pastors kim and paul owens who i have such deep respect for and they prayed for me i felt the power of god but i didn't quite know what happened to me but i know i received something i came back home and i had my dear friend prophet anna werner reach out to me praise god by the way for friends who are prophets who can hear god Maybe sometimes when you can't hear him super yeah. clearly. And mm-hmm. she just told me, Larry, you need to ask God about what happened to you in Arizona. So I did. And, and somebody, again, watching, listening, if you've had an experience with Holy Spirit that you can't quite make sense of, just ask him. He, he loves to speak. He loves to reveal. He loves to peel back layers. That's what I did. I said, God, what did you do to me? And Liz, this kind of brings us to where we are right now. He said this. He didn't really tell me what he did to me, but he made a statement. Holy Spirit said this. I will never forget it. It's really defined my life. And this is the reason I have this book. This is the reason we do ministry. Holy Spirit said, Larry, tell my church I'm reintroducing her to Pentecostal fire. And he said it with authority. He said, wow, I feel it even now with thunder. Um, And I just want to make that announcement here and now. God is reintroducing his church yes his baptist church his presbyterian church i'm not just talking about his assemblies of god church of god four square bethel toronto who we love and honor Uh, they've been pioneers but i just declare right now he's reintroducing his church to the fire of pentecost and that that brings us where we are right now liz
0: gosh it's we're in the most incredible time aren't we like that people prophets all over the world are feeling the same thing there is an awakening it's upon us right now <clears throat> there's something that you say larry in your book and you talk about the supernatural priorities of pentecost the yes. supernatural priorities there's some language that you use that just blew me away I was like wow will you unpack that a bit more for us
1: well you know what praise the lord now the book is not even out yet but i have Thank thank heavens, I have my copy here, because I had a dream well, while I'm opening up the book here. I had dream, I had a dream. Randy Clark came to me in this dream. Now just to let people know, and this will just let you know who I am, uh, I don't have that many dreams. I am grateful for friends like uh, Lana Vosser, Jeremiah Johnson. It's like every night they have a dream. I have dreams about like Doctor Who and weird stuff. Um, but I had a dream where Randy Clark came. And he, and I was thanking Randy for, he wrote an endorsement for my book. And he said, Larry, you must preach about what's in that book. So I have this whole section, the priorities of Pentecost. And just a few things that I really believe that are non-negotiables. If we want to see a move of God, I've got good news for you. It's not one day, someday. Somebody really needs to hear that. The revival move of God. It's not one day, someday, because if we always talk about a move of God coming one day, someday, then I never have to be responsible for the moment I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. We've got You got to wrap your mind around that because the Lord told me this. He said, Larry, if you publish books, he put it in language. I can understand. If you publish books about the seven signs that are going to happen before Jesus returns or the 10 signs, signs of impending apocalypse. We don't, we don't publish books like that, just saying. But he said, if you, you publish books th- about things that are coming, people will buy those. And it's true, that's true, whether it's good or bad. You publish something about what to do now and how to be responsible with the moment we've been given right now and how to make the right priorities, the right priorities right now. People are not interested as much in that because it's demanding, but it's a good demanding. And I want to tell somebody right now one of the priorities of Pentecost, and I can't escape this one, Liz. I saw this manifest powerfully this weekend in Dawsonville, Georgia, is prayer. Now, people might already be ready to tune out. Oh, Larry, I've heard every message, I've read every book about prayer. I'm not talking about normal prayer, I'm talking about Pentecost prayer. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about upper room, one place, one accord. Prayer, because that is one of the priorities I talk about. Priority of Pentecost prayer. What does it look like? I'll tell you exactly what it looks like. We see Acts 2. If any of us have been in the spirit-empowered community for any length of time, we could almost recite the scriptures verbatim about they were gathered together in one place, one accord in the upper room, and suddenly you know, the sound of a mighty rushing wind. But I, I felt like the Lord took me in this book step by step through Acts chapter two, and it talks about they were in one place, one accord. That tells me, number one, there was unity that yeah. tells me there was agreement. But then I think to myself, what were they doing in one place and one accord? Well, acts one tells us they were in a place of prayer. Now, Liz, what I also thought about was, well, God, and then this is going to sound kind of remedial, but let's, let's, let's go here. I'm like, God, what were they praying? That's a fair question. And we could speculate, I really had this sense that they were praying in response to what Jesus said at the end of the gospel of Luke, where he said, tarry in the city until you receive or you're endued with power from on high. I'm convinced they were praying the promise that Jesus gave them. They were praying into this promise. They were praying relentlessly. They were praying in agreement. They were praying in one place. I don't know if they had an expectation of what the manifestations would look like. In fact, I'm pretty convinced they didn't know that it's going to come with a mighty rushing wind and tongues of fire, but they knew that there was... There
0: was 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 no precedent, right? There was no precedent for what was about to happen.
1: No, not at all. But they were faithful to pray in yeah. agreement with what Jesus said. And we see as a result, Pentecost suddenly, but that's at least one of the key priorities is that Pentecost prayer that says, Lord, we will pray in agreement with what you've said until we see it manifest. And somebody might ask, well, Larry, Holy Spirit's already come. That's, that's absolutely correct. We are not praying for the Holy Spirit to come down from heaven and into the earth. I wanna tell you right now, the promise that you and I are praying Joel 2 and Acts 2, which is basically saying this, in the last days, God declares, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. We are praying into an outpouring of the spirit that God designs to impact all flesh.
0: Yeah, it's huge, Larry, what you're saying, because you're shifting us from looking always into the future, right, for this major promised move of God. Mm. But what you're actually doing is shifting is to say the spirit of God is already within you. you oof,
1: wow. Yeah, that's wow. it, Liz. You, wow. That's it. Somebody oh. needed to hear that. You made a statement, and that's why we feel it because God wants you to know you are his house. Wow. You are yeah. his tabernacle. You are his temple. You carry his glory. That's right. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah.
0: And we, I mean, it's like for many of us, we know this truth. But are we living, are we living in the full impact, in the full awareness of what this means? And that's, that's the power that uh, for me, when I was reading your book, that was the power that was hitting me. I was being provoked because I was like, I know this, I will flow intermittently in my experiential awareness of the presence of God, but am I living like they lived? In the early church, not yet, not yet. But it's the same Holy Spirit, right, that poured out in Pentecost. And what what I think you're doing, Larry, is resetting us into normal, mm. normal supernatural, new creation life, where it's not to be events periodically, but it's to be the continual, right, the continual expression. Oh, it's just, I, I, it's, I'm so thankful for that for for you languaging this at this time because. I think the power of the presence of God is on it to just explode this truth inside of us where we really do begin to manifest God's dream (laughs) and his intention that he, that what happened on Pentecost is the expression of his intention, isn't it? It's what he did. And like you said, they were there in the upper room. I'm sure like Jesus spoke clearly to them, wait, you know, tarry until my power comes. And it's like, they were there like, Oh my, you know, with, like you said, no idea what was about to happen, but knowing Jesus had promised something profound and there in faith, in receive mode, waiting until that day happened, that moment happened that changed the world. And I think that's what he's doing through your book is we're awakening to living in the expression of that moment again, but this time millions of us all over the world. Just profound. Okay, there's something else that you said, Larry, and I just thought, oh, that's amazing. Okay, you said that um, the Bible, Sorry, I'm going to back up a little bit. You said in the book, you said the Bible secret that unlocks Pentecostal power <laughs> is. <laughs> so I want you to share with us, will you unpack that a little bit more? The Bible secret from your
1: book. right before you said that, I was thinking of our friend, Emma Stark, Prophet Emma Stark from Scotland.
0: We love Emma.
1: And one of the things, I mean, she provokes me. She challenges me. She's one of those people who calls me up um, because she is absolutely correct. One of the things that she has been talking about is new. We've got to step into the new thing that God is doing. And so many people have prophesied, it's a new era, it's a new season, new means new. But one of the areas where her and I just kind of put our heads together, because I agree, he's doing a new thing. Mm -hmm. But when you look through 1900 plus years of church history, there are certain things that every time the spirit of God moves, it seems like certain phenomenon happens. What does that mean? It means that even before Azusa Street in 1906, where you had the Pentecostal outpour, where we see the birth of global Pentecostalism, um, the great revivals of John and Charles Wesley, George Whitfield. Evan Roberts in Wales, going back to Jonathan Edwards, etc. People got touched by the Spirit. People would fall down under the power of God either on their backs or on their faces. People would shake. People would tremble. People would be caught up into prophetic ecstasies or trances or encounters. All of this is not new. This is the kind of phenomenon that happens when God touches people. And I I have a whole chapter in the book without apology about pentecostal manifestations i tell people this and at first it gives them a little bit of a fright but that's okay just trust me for a second i tell people i don't tolerate the holy spirit and people are are looking at me shocked like larry you wrote a whole book on pentecostal fire you don't tolerate the holy spirit i said no i refuse to tolerate him i celebrate him i refuse to tolerate manifestations of his presence because sometimes people do. Sometimes people are looking in a room and people are shaking, weeping, uh, travailing, uh, trembling, laughing. And it's like, okay, I don't really like that stuff, but we'll just we'll go for it. No, 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 no. Those are indicator lights. When you see that kind of phenomenon happening, I don't want to run away from it. I want to recognize that that's an indicator light that God is doing a work in that space. Well, Larry, mm-hmm. isn't it the flesh? Yes. It's the flesh responding to God. I have an answer to every argument about manifestations. Well, Larry, what if it's a devil? Great, because that means if you spot them, you got them. That's what Bill Johnson says. And I love it. Somebody's responding, manifesting because there's a demon. Then that means we go get them set free. But I do want to encourage you. And this is the whole the Bible secret to walking in the power of Pentecost. I believe perhaps one of the most foundational is welcoming the Holy Spirit on his terms, welcoming Holy Spirit on his terms, not mine. I do wonder how many of us pray for revival, awakening, a move of God, whatever language we want to use. But at the back of our mind, we have an idea of what it looks like. And that's where I go back to that new thing word that people like Emma are carrying. He moves very similarly throughout history, Uh, Sometimes in different ways and expressions, the bottom line is this, when God touches a human being, something will happen and I want to celebrate his activity. And furthermore, I say, it's time to just let the Holy Spirit do that again, as opposed to trying to tell him what we would prefer and what we prefer him not to do. That's not going to really work if we want to see revival, awakening and Pentecostal fire.
0: Yeah. Yeah that's so powerful and so important really we're just what i hear you saying is above everything honor his presence honor his presence and i know you do that you're you you are known for creating spaces enabling holy spirit to come and be god in the midst of us you know and and really honoring where he moves noticing that savoring how he's moved in the past Paying attention to how they postured themselves, what they did to look, right? You said, like you say, for the secret, for what is going to unlock the supernatural life, the relationship we can have with him, the partnership, and his presence being among us tangibly, powerfully, in the way that he wants to come and wants to flow, right? And it's I love that. I think that it's it's the truth, isn't it? What we honour, what we honour, He will increase. He loves, mm. He loves it. We're valuing Him and embracing Him into our experience and woof, letting Him take over. And um, there's this, there's um, there was something else that you shared, Larry, where you were t- you quoted A. W. Tozer, and you were talking. It was the quote be- about Martha's faith mm. versus mm. Mary's faith. Yes. And again, it's going back to that point that I'm obviously paraphrasing here, but it's obviously the very famous story where Lazarus had died and and Martha is saying, if you'd been here, Jesus, and, and he said, do you trust me, you know, to raise him again? And Martha said, I do, Jesus, I know that you're going to raise Lazarus on the last day.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And what and and in in A.W. Tozer's quote, he talks about that. Not Jesus's response is showing to us that what actually Jesus wants from us is our expectation of His resurrection power moving now. Yes. Believing, going back to your hugely important point, that actually Jesus wants to awaken us now. He wants to do the miracle now. He wants his presence to take over now. So, will you will you just talk to us a little bit more about that, Larry? Because I just think that's the game changing moment for us when this truth drops. Hey,
1: you know, it's interesting because I know exactly where that is in the book, which is good for me to know because um, <sighs> that was one of my favorite chapters to write. The chapter is actually mm-hmm. based it's on profound. a ly- it's well, it's based on a lyric actually from a Carrie Jobe song uh, oh. on her latest album, and there's a lyric they sing where she says, "I hear the spirit say." it's time and i just remember feeling again you just sometimes feel the thunder and authority of god on certain statements certain lyrics and then it made me think well god what time is it because i think i have the quote somewhere in the book where dutch sheet says when you know what time it is you know what to do and it does go back to what we were talking about earlier if we always think it's coming one day someday then we will never live in that place of readiness now. In fact, I feel the spirit of the Lord saying right now, if we're always thinking revival and awakening is coming one day, someday, in fact, it it actually impacts the way we see because God is moving right now. Literally, we just got back. I'm gonna just give this little testimony from Dawsonville, Georgia. They have been four years in revival, legitimate revival, not, you know, we're gonna call something a revival. That's not Dawsonville, Georgia, Uh, Pastor Todd and Karen Smith, and one of the unique features of this revival, I can't explain it, but I've experienced it, I know it's real, is people are getting water baptized. They do a Sunday night water baptism service, and they go under the water. They've had not tens or hundreds. They've had thousands many of verified miracles of people getting water baptized getting out of the water going back and having doctors reports basically saying there's no cancer left in your body uh oh super miracles happening not because of some ritual not because people are thinking well the water is going to heal me or something but it is that point of contact where people are desperate for that touch of the holy spirit and we were just there this weekend with Emma Stark, Jesse and Parker Green. And mm-hmm. it was amazing because God was moving in their midst. Now, it was a bit different. You know, anybody who's lived through any kind of revival or renewal might come to something like this and they'll recognize similarities and they'll recognize uniquenesses. I want to live where my eyes are trained to watch for the activity of the Holy Spirit now and what i believe about revival what i believe about pentecostal fire determines what i see right now so what i mean is i could have done this whole weekend at that church in dawsonville georgia and i could have walked away concluding well these are nice services great music good preaching and the powerful water baptisms that's great but this is not revival this is not a, it because because i am not actively looking for that move of God, because I'm still thinking and believing that it's coming one day, someday, but I want to announce prophetically it's now. I hear the Spirit say it's time now. It's that faith, Liz, that you were just citing from that A.W. Tozer quote, because I remember that situation with Lazarus where Jesus shows up on the scene. What does he say? I am the resurrection and the life. And it's interesting. He is announcing that he is the solution to the problem Not one day, someday, but right then. But it's funny how even uh, just the conversations he has with Mary and Martha, where his words are slightly interpreted, where it's like, yes, I know you're the resurrection, Jesus. Basically, I know that one day our brother will rise from the dead in eternity in heaven. But Jesus stepped into that situation. He said, oh no, I am that now. And I want to announce, and Liz, we come into agreement right now, Holy Spirit is the spirit of revival now, spirit of awakening now. We see it. It's rumbling across the earth. He's moving right now. The last two years we've been across at least the United States, because I haven't been able to go to many other places, uh, briefly in England, briefly in Glasgow. And we have been seeing, I believe, nothing short of revival. Is there more coming? Yes. Is it increasing Absolutely, it's glory to glory, but it's not coming one day someday. I believe it's now.
0: Yeah, Uh, amen. Honestly, Larry, I 100% agree. We're seeing the same thing. We're across, I don't know how many countries now, you know, with the show and 120 countries is something we've been across all together. and, And with our international mentoring community, you know, people around the world, we've had almost a thousand testimonies so even in the digital space where we're meeting on zoom live each week you know the holy spirit is moving everywhere and the other thing that i'm seeing is people that people i've never seen such a hunger in the body of christ such a desire and a passion for the presence of god a desire so your a, a desire to truly know jesus the real jesus to unravel from religion and mm. to be to be able to be an expression of Christ, to look like the early church did. I have never seen it, Larry, anywhere, a, a, at any time in my Christian walk over the last couple of decades, this level of hunger. So your book is right on time because it's it's food for the hungry. And there's another scripture that just kept coming to mind while you were speaking. Larry. I'm just going to read it. I and I think it's um, it's from 2 Corinthians 13 and it says, For though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God. And then Paul goes on to say a little bit further down in, well, a little bit. He says, when I am weak, then I am strong, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And I'm seeing holy, I'm seeing this too, we're realizing (laughs) The way into supernatural life is to recognize that it's all him, right? We live the supernatural life by the power of the spirit, by realizing that is the source and strength of our life. He is. We, apart from him, we can do nothing. And I think more than ever, I am experiencing that this awakened state is what's happening to us. We are realizing this is the truth. He is. He is God. He is in the midst of us. And if we'll just recognize our weakness and allow our weakness, like Paul says, to be the portal, we lean into him through which his power comes crashing into this earth through us, like you said before, we are his home now, we're the doorway between heaven and earth, and he really is here. And he really does want to just express and explode out of his church again right now right now like you said not in the future but now um so I've been practicing that I've been literally leaning into Jesus and going (laughs) you are everything you are life let me get out of the way help me lean and come forth in power Jesus in the midst of us I pray it for all of us for the church and I think Your book, Larry, is one of the massive ignition keys for this becoming our experience now.
1: Well, I'll I'll tell you this and we can conclude because I I feel like, Liz, we just want to pray for some people. I feel like the Holy Spirit, as a result of this broadcast, you, you might be watching it as soon as we record this. You might be watching this months or weeks down the line, listening to it. I feel like there's an anointing here. Listen, the book that I've written, Pentecostal Fire, it's not written by an expert. It's written by somebody who's hungry. God's not looking for the experts. My friend Miriam Evans says he's looking for the hungry. And I feel, I feel it even now, Liz. I feel like there's people listening and they're like, God, I am so desperate for you. I am so desperate to know that you're the real God because there's a lot of real problems. There's a lot of real crisis right now. There's a lot of real darkness. But I've got good news. There's a real God whose, wow, glory is superior to the darkness and to the crisis in the earth. So Father, and Liz, you just pray as you're led as well, but I'm just going to share this. No. Father, I thank you right now. I feel the anointing very strongly. And just as you're listening, if you can, just hold out your hands. Because I actually feel like the presence and the power of God, like Liz was saying, is going to come crashing now. Crashing now. I thank you. That's what the baptism of the Spirit is. It's God who lives inside of us resting upon us with power and fire lord may those who are listening and watching feel it even now it's not about an experience no but lord when you come upon us something happens even now holy spirit we don't need to hype it up we don't need to manufacture it you're just you're just pouring out your spirit right now in the earth as you promised that all flesh would experience this and that prophetic word of god not some best selling author, not some prophet whose track record we can't trust, God declared in the last days, He pour out his spirit on all flesh, so Father, even now, pour out your spirit on those watching and listening, yeah.
0: holy, wow, I can feel the presence of Holy ah. Spirit so strongly, wow. This is your moment. I agree, Larry. This is your moment. If you are hungry for more of him, if you're hungry to step into the awakened life of living as an expression of Christ, like the early church did from your union with him, moving in in unprecedented power, the one who is the solution, like Larry just said, the solution to the issues this world faces is within you. The spirit of wisdom without measure is within you. The transcendent, transformational, recreational power of the living God can flow out of you as you just become consciously aware. again. you tune in to the truth that the spirit of God is within you right now? Jesus, we agree. And I agree again right now for all of you that your passion, you will experience this as your life. It is the time of awakening now. It is the time. There's nothing else that matters than knowing him and knowing the power of his resurrection flowing through you as the transforming power of your life and the lives of those around you. That's the time we're in where we really are fulfilled in all of our needs through his riches his glory within us and it's the most amazing hour hey larry in the midst of all the pressure yes. it's the most amazing hour to be alive
1: it is it is, it really and the is. good news is we're seeing it we've seen it yeah. two years now thousands maybe tens of thousands saved healed delivered baptized in the spirit baptized in water from buildings to fields in Kentucky in the mud, being baptized in these like metal buckets, Um, God is on the move and we're just pressing in for the more.
0: He, He really is. Oh, honestly, and so amen, we agree for all of you. This is your moment of complete transformation, a reset in your life. And Larry, thank you for giving us your precious time. Honestly, oh. the contagious passion inside of you, it, it, it's just overflowing. It's contagious. <laughs> I'm
1: just hungry. I'm, I've been provoked, and if I can help all of us, we can, we're all going in the same direction. We are all mutually hungry for more. And I'll, yeah. I'll say this one last bit because I think of the leaders, um, people that we read and we admire, you know, Heidi Baker, Bill Johnson, mm. Randy Clark, and yeah. people ask me often, what's it like working with them? And I'll say this, I'll say what I love about all of those and many more, they've never graduated from being hungry. They've <sighs> never graduated from being hungry. And let's, oh, let's wow. live like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's a grace, isn't it? Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Larry, thank you so much. And guys, thank you so much for giving us your precious time today as well. Have the most amazing week wrecked in his presence, (laughs) going deeper than you ever have. And look forward to being with you again next week. God bless. Hi, if you really enjoyed today's show and you wanna go deeper with Jesus and experience his love and his presence more than you ever have, then I have a present for you, a free gift. If you want to jump over to experiencinggodslove.com and just click on and sign up, then you will receive one of my teaching videos that I have created especially for you that will not only give you a few keys just very very quickly that you can uh, utilize in your daily walk with the Lord um, but also I'm going to take you there as well so it's an activation so yeah so jump over to experiencinggodslove.com and you are going to be so blessed.